are now listening to the Zesty Soak Pod. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Zesty Zoe Pod. In this episode, I'll be doing a brief review of the Black Widow movie that um, came out, like, I guess, a week ago, a few weeks ago, and talking about the official um, live-action Marvel Cinematic Universe Black Widow movie. So, yeah, um, of course, if you're ever looking for Chairs for Gaming at the chairsforgaming.com website, um, use the code ZOYWONGUS for 10% off. Z-O-Y-W-O-N-G-U-S. Same thing also applies to Rogue Energy. If you're on the Rogue Energy website looking for something to buy and you're planning on buying something, you can use the code ZOYWONGUS for 10% off. So yeah, this Black Widow film, um, pretty big backstory behind it, I guess, outside of the actual plot content. Like, supposed to come out like last year, but because of the pandemic, they put got pushed back by like a year. And I guess it's... A lot of films got pushed back, and this was one of the main blockbuster films that got pushed back by year. Um, pretty high budget movie, um, and yeah, full of numerous big name actors, of course, Scarlett Johansson. Um, I guess, <laughs> uh, and other people. Um, uh, yeah, I guess just her. But yeah, it's out on theaters, out on um, I guess Disney Plus, I assume. And yeah, big budget Marvel Cinematic Universe film, and it's supposed to be a back backstory behind um, one of the um, dead now dead in the modern timeline universe, um, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Um, got she died in Endgame, but of course this is I guess not really an origin story, but like kind of like a side adventure that took place before the modern timeline, which. It's set right after Captain America Civil War. And yeah, we don't really go that much into the kid origin, like how she grew up and everything. It's just, I guess, just the intro scene, which talked about um, how, I guess, spoilers, not really spoilers, but obviously this is a spoiler review, but really goes into, I guess, how her and her sister and her family, spies and stuff, and doesn't really um, go too deep into it. It just says how she was acquired by the um, Red Room uh, Russian people that I guess her parents were working for. And um, yeah, it's just just that. Just pretty much quickly how she got into the spy stuff. Not really how she got out and all that kind of stuff. I guess it d- did cover a bit about how um, she had to try to assassinate the Drakov guy to become um, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or something, or, but doesn't really talk too much about, I guess, her time in there, it just talks about how she got in there, and back into the modern time, aka right after Civil War. Um, yeah, um, doesn't really go, like, there's a few Avengers references here and there, but there's no references to, I guess, any other superheroes outside of that, so it's pretty much on her own, kind of like, I guess... The Spider-Man, the other, I guess, MCU film that came out after Endgame, um, Far From Home, which is basically Spider-Man, um, and against new villains, and, I guess, somewhat new allies as well. Um, I guess, something that I enjoyed about the film is the family aspect. It's like, um, you could, you, I didn't really think her father 
and her mother would both play a semi-important role in coming back. I, I thought they were probably dead or just somewhere far away, but yeah, they both actually played a role in the film. Um, I guess them coming together, um, I guess um, kind of like actually confronting what happened in the past, uh, I guess just everyone kind of like a peaceful trans. It's like they're kind of mad at each other, but then, um, yeah, it's just solving their past issues and then fa ultimately facing the villain um, against Drakov and, I guess, Taskmaster. Um, initially, yeah, I guess I could talk a bit about the villain part, Taskmaster. Um, Taskmaster ended up being, I guess, a female slash robot since um, it was Drakov's daughter. And... It's, I don't know, I just thought Taskmaster would be kind of like a crossbones kind of thing. Well, like, initially, um, like, doesn't talk too much, um, which I don't think Taskmaster did. I guess we could see the Taskmaster, um, AI, um, analyzing fight patterns and copying people, um, though, um, I guess compared to how, I guess in other films, I think, I guess in the comics, Taskmaster was able to copy like, um, like other superheroes, such a like, and like much more skills compared to what is shown in the films. But um, I don't really think um, Taskmaster is that great of a villain. I guess overall, it's just like a powerful fighter with a the daughter backstory kind of thing like his, like, I guess, the ultimate fighter or whatnot. Reminds me a bit of, like, Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, it's just someone's daughter. Um, there's They have a disability, and this, and then them in this super suit, and, and they got modified, and and now they're, a, they're pretty much kind of like the main villain, but not really the main villain, and they're just fighting a bunch. A really strong fighter that is the main physical barrier against the protagonist's ultimate goals, which we see here. Um, likely, I guess, just like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I guess, yeah, Black Widow, um, Natasha Romanoff ended up giving um, Taskmaster the the antidote thing and freeing the her. Not really too sure how to, how she is able to, um, like, like if she'll play a part in the future, if she'll continue, um, like having all those abilities and the suit and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's not really a big fan of the villain overall. Like Marvel has never been too super keen on the villains, especially in these um, standalone one-off films, or just in most of their like non-big films in general. The villains are a bit on the weak side, since I guess the heroes are the main stars, which makes sense completely. Of course, the whole family working together, that's the main, that's the main thing, which I'm really happy to see, like Romanoff working with um, her sister, excuse me, um, Yelena Belova. And it was pretty cool to see um, 
like Black Widow used the face swapped face mask swap technology with her mom. Um, of course, that obviously big throwback to um, Winter Soldier, where she was able to switch, where she made the big switch in front of in the Shield headquarters, and pretty got cool scene. Like you didn't really expect it, and I guess in this movie, like you thought she betrayed them, but turns out to be her with the face swap technology, which was pretty cool. Um, in regards to, I guess, the Red Room, the other widows, um, the, I guess, the main key to the film, which is the, um, um, the mind control agent on the, the antidote, the red dust thing, um, yeah, it's alright. It's not really something I care about too much, but it's alright to see that being a pretty big deal. And mm, yeah, like, yeah, not not really too much to say. Not. A, uh, I guess in terms of the action sequences, uh, it's really enjoyable seeing the action sequences, of course. Um, of course, the the leg lock thing that Black Widow does in like every single film, I've seen a few times here. Um, I guess action sequence is pretty cool. The hand to hand combat, a lot of action, um, like car chase, like car chase scenes, um, and of course, it's really cool. Not too much super tech. Like the super tech, like lasers and whatnot, it's more like more grounded compared to other MCU films in terms of overall tech, in terms of like fighting tech. Obviously, ta Taskmaster, a um, bit more technologically advanced compared to the other people in the film, but overall, it's it's pretty cool. The action sequences were solid, not really a big deal. Um. Yeah, like overall, this is a good film. Um, I don't really have too much to say about it because I don't know. It's just after Endgame it, and um, Spider-Man: Far From Home. It's like this is kind of one-off film. I'm not really doesn't really interest me as much, but it's still pretty enjoyable. I I don't think it'll be a repeat viewing for me, especially knowing that Black Widow is kind of dead. Um, especially this film doesn't really won't really play too much won't interconnect too much with future films of course just post credit scene which I'll talk about in a few minutes but yeah this doesn't really connect too much to the other films it's kind of like just one off like kind of I guess maybe Scarlett Johansson's final film on contract I'm not sure but just another big budget film about like I guess one of the I guess fan favorite hero superheroes I'm not sure how popular Black Widow is but Guess she does deserve her own film since she is one of the core members of the Avengers, OG Avengers that unfortunately died during Endgame. Um, yeah, so regarding the, the post credit scene, um, we see the um, the girl, um, I guess Black Widow's sister, um, Natasha's sister, with the girl who talks about, um, like the Contessa person, um, Val, um, same person as what 
the winter Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, kind of like, not really manipulating, but influencing, um, um, like, you know, the fake Captain America, um, in the TV show, like John Walker, like it was John Walker, influencing him a bit. Like we know, like John Walker will definitely play a role in the future of um, the cinematic universe in some way, and I think um, Natasha's sister, um, Belova or whatever. Um, yeah, she, she, like I'm pretty sure in the Hawkeye TV show, like she'll definitely play a part. Like it can kind of give a bit of chills when when it saw the post credit scene. It was really good, made great connections and. It's not really just like previous shows connect to this film since we saw Val um, like kind of influence John Walker and now she influences Belova and saying blaming her death on Mr. Hawkeye, Clint Barton. And it'll be pretty cool to see if, she, if she'll be in the next, I guess, somehow be involved in the Hawkeye TV show, which is coming out pretty soon. Um, I guess the series is going to be out um, later this year, which will be pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So, anything else to talk about? Um, yeah, I guess at the very end, um, we saw um, Natasha with the Rick Mason guy, and Quinjet. Um, she's going to free the other Avengers, which will connect to the start of um, Infinity War and whatnot. I guess that's cool. We saw how she was able to get blonde hair, which is all right, I guess. Like, it's not really her um, signature look, signature red hair-ish style look. But I guess it was just one film. She was blonde, and then, and and then Infinity War happened, and in Endgame, her, her color changed a bit still. But yeah. Um, it's a pretty good film. I'm not really saying it's that good. Like, I'm not super impressed with it. Maybe my expectations are a bit too high, given the other MCU films. But as a standalone single superhero film, I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it should have been called Black Widow since it's not really the... As much as it talks about Black Widow, there's so many other plot points within the film. Not really that much of an origin story. Kind of like an adventure film. Like, maybe you shouldn't call it Black Widow, but... Given that they didn't really make a standalone Black Widow film in the past to introduce the character, I guess that's the most marketable name. But maybe, maybe there should have been, shouldn't be just called Black Widow, in my opinion. But that yeah, was a good kind of like adventure film. It was a good film seeing her reunite with her family, us knowing like the people who she quote unquote grew up with. Um, great seeing the action sequences. Great seeing, I guess. Taskmaster in, I guess, finding a live action form and how powerful it can be. But not really the best villain overall, but still really good. Awesome post credit scene. Um, and of course, makes lots of connections throughout the film to other MCU films and the current timeline where it was. So, yeah. I'd give it a 7 out of 10 at the, at, at the end. Um, yeah, it's good. I don't say it's super special, but I don't really have that much complaints overall. Just a, a good, entertaining sitting.
that's it, pretty much it. Thanks for listening and stay zesty.